Welcome to Sovereign Self, weaving spiritual awakening with the fabric of everyday life. Your host is Zofia Renea Morales. We'll discuss and show you how you can achieve the highest potential in your life through divine wisdom and really live. Now, here is your host, Zofia Renea Morales. Welcome back to another episode of Sovereign Self. This is Sophia Renea Morales, and this month we are discussing the overcoming of fear and fears. And I'm thrilled to have our get- today's guest with us, Philippa Gittens. She's also known as the Unstoppable Diva. She's an author, mentor, speaker, and trainer, and her challenging life experiences forced her to seek ways to accept what she had experienced and to explore how she could change her life. And in 2013, she started a journey of self-discovery, which led her to source the services of coach and mentor. And over a six-month period, she started implementing tools and strategies and was able to rebuild her confidence, her courage, her self-image, self-leadership, and her mindset uh, over a period of a year. And she's always looking for ways she can improve her knowledge and skills. She's got over 10 years' experience in business, and she was the founder of a skincare company in 29. In 2018, the Unstoppable Diva was founded, set up to teach women how to become un- the unstoppable divas in their own personal and professional lives, shining light on a path for disheartened souls through workshops, mentoring, books, and courses. She is also the author of Love Yourself and Be Yourself, How to Boost Self-Confidence and, courage to rise- and the Courage to Create the Life You Deserve giving strategies that she used to help her rise above life's challenges by taking action and implementing her newfound knowledge. Philippa is passionate about empowering businesswomen to focus on key areas of personal growth, such as mindset, confidence, self-leadership, communication, and relationship building. And she is on a mission to empower and inspire 10 million women to create a life of choice. Welcome, Philippa. Thank you for having me on here, Sophia. I really appreciate it. Yeah, I was so excited to hear about your story when we were getting ready for this uh, particular interview. So I'm hoping you can take us back before you had discovered your unstoppability <laughs> and tell us a little bit about life was what life was like before all of this transformation happened. Thank you. Fantastic. Well, in 2009, I'm really going right back, is that I was living a life that I really was unfulfilled. I was a mother, which was, can be a very, very demanding role. But also, I was doing everything for everybody else and not for myself. So I was totally dissatisfied. My daily routine became mundane. And I just felt deep down inside of me, I was more worth than this. You see, I kind of had a background of being in business, and um, I really was not fulfilling this. So there was something that was really deep inside of me that was missing. Mm, what, what were you doing that you felt like you weren't using your entrepreneurial skills? Well, my, my daily routine would be bringing the children to school, then come home, tidy up, clean up, and just do everything for someone else, but not for myself, a totally unsatisfactory feeling within. Yeah. So the whole uh, housewife, I'm serving the family... <laughs> <laughs> but nothing more than my immediate family. Yeah. Absolutely no. It's just, you know, as I said, it was this soul destroying really because I know I was capable of more than that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So 
where did you feel you were trapped with, uh, whether it was fears or maybe financial handcuffs? What was kind of keeping you in that, in that place at the time? Over the years, I actually had started to lose my self-confidence because it was my surroundings. And it really, I just lost it more and more. And things I used to enjoy doing, such as reading, I hadn't done that for so many years. Mm. And it's like I actually lost something within myself when I had not been doing a reading. I used to also be a dressmaker, make my own clothes. I stopped doing that because I was just concentrating on everybody else apart from doing things that I thoroughly enjoyed. Yeah, exactly. And that's such a common thing once you have a a husband and children and a house to care for that you just kind of keep dropping your own needs to the bottom of the list because everybody else has got something that's come up, homework or a school project or some other emergency that that needs to take your precedence, right? Absolutely. And that's that what was the case because they were young and they needed my support. So I gave it to them, but at the same time, putting my own wants and needs on the back burner. Yeah. And it can be difficult to, to balance because young children need so much. Uh, I'm going to put you on pause for just a second. My engineer tells me we need to take a really brief break. So everybody hang with us and we'll be back in just a moment. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. You have a message. You want to share that message. You want it to be social, to go viral, and spread across the planet. But how do you get started? Tune in to Amplify, featuring host Ken Roshan. This show is here to help you take that message and channel it through the most effective marketing techniques to not only be successful, but have a positive impact on the world. Tune in live Monday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel and get Amplified. Want to improve your health, business, and life just by listening to a radio show? Well, we can at least move you in the right direction. Listen for Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. Each week, Allison will speak with amazing guests and find out what's changed their lives and how they are changing the lives of others. From beauty to health to business and personal relationships, we're here to inspire you to live your life of passion. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers channel be sure to friend us on facebook you can do it right now visit facebook.com forward slash voice america or search for us at keyword voice america we don't follow we lead join us the voice america influencers channel you are listening to sovereign self with sophia renea morales we'd love to hear from you on the show today Call in to 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksophia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self. Thank you so much for hanging with us through the break. This is Sophia Renea. I'm here talking with Philippa Gittens, and I believe we have her sound straightened out now. So, Philippa, tell me, uh, was there a point in your life where you felt like maybe you had totally lost confidence in your abilities? 
Absolutely, Sophia. There was a time in my life when I felt I lost my confidence and my self-worth, my self-esteem, all sorts of things was just going on for me. And I just felt trapped and Um, I needed to find a way out. Tell me about that moment of realization when you were suddenly like, oh my God, something has got to change. Paint that picture for me. What was going on? That picture was a very dark picture when I came to the decision that I need to change because I felt that it was more easier for me to check into my local hospital for a break in terms of mental health because that's how I felt. Mm-hmm. I felt that was the only way out. And so did you go ahead and check yourself into the mental hospital? No, I just kept on praying because I'm a person of faith. And I kept on praying, asking for a solution. What is the best way out for me for this? And I spoke to a friend of mine who we often spoke about when we had difficult times with each other. And she suggested that I read a book by a particular author. And And what what book would that be? That was called a book called In the Meantime by an author called Ayanna Van Zandt. Ah, yes. And that was the beginning. So what did you take out of that book? There were so many tips and strategies from there because I felt, number one, I felt like I was the character in the book because all the words were jumping out at me. Mm. It's, I felt like this book was written for me. This is what I've been praying for and what had come my way. Mm. And number one, that stood up for me, the first thing that stood up for me was I had to accept where I was. And self-acceptance is the first thing I had to do. Mm-hmm. It was a hard lesson. I was going to Ex- say, and that's not an easy one. So how, <laughs> how did you go about the self-acceptance? Oh, my gosh. I felt, have you heard of Jack and Jill went up the hill? Yes, to fetch a pail well, of water. Yes. <laughs> I've been up the hill so many times and kicked myself down. And I had enough of rolling down. So once I started to accept this in terms of, okay, come on, you want to make this change. It was like a, because I was so desperate to make a change. I just had to take what came with it in terms mm. of acceptance. Okay. Yes. You boo-booed up. This is yours. Embrace it. I had to be, it's like, it was like tough love. Mm-hmm. And, and it was like I had no choice. So what did, what, yeah, what did you start with, with changing? You, you began this process. You were a housewife. You had a husband. You had small children. How did you start to uh, break those chains and release the handcuffs and start reprioritizing? I started with my mindset, how I believe, my self-talk. Because what I realized is that my self-talk was one of the main things that was keeping me where I was. Mm. And that would be like, why are you here? You can't do better than this because this is something I was hearing anyway. So I started to believe it. So I had to change the conversation I had with myself. And tell me a little bit about the process of changing that conversation with yourself. I've I've done that myself and it's a bit of a process. So what did that look like for you? Well, number one, I looked in the mirror 
because I never used to look in the mirror. I used to walk past it because I couldn't bring myself to look in the mirror. I actually looked in the mirror and have a conversation with myself in the mirror. I'm mm. saying things like, oh, your hair looks good. Oh, your skin looks amazing. And once I started to do this more and more, I felt good within myself. I started to feel a lot better, a lot happier, because I made it a routine that I would have positive conversations with myself. And this is what I did. I made it a 10-minute routine every day. When I went to the bathroom, looked in the mirror, had a conversation with myself, sending positive vibrations out to myself. That's wonderful. How, how did that go the first time? I know the first time I looked myself in the mirror and had a mirror conversation, I, I sort of floundered a little bit to find something to say, right? <laughs> yeah, I understand. Well, as I said, I made my ritual 10 minutes every morning. It took me eight minutes to get the first words out. Okay. And when I did do that, it felt good. So as time went on, it got shorter and shorter the time I actually started to say things, good things about myself. Oh, lovely. I like that. So that first 10-minute session, you had two minutes of saying good things in it? <laughs> or, did you, yes. or did you go, okay, I broke the ice and I'm going to go for 10 minutes of positive now that I've gotten started? What did, what did you do around that? So what I did, two minutes was the first time, and I gradually added more and more and more time as time went on. Okay. So the second day was three minutes, four minutes, five minutes, and then it came up to 10 over a wow. period of time. That's awesome. Ah, so I know you probably got some feedback as you were going through this process because people do notice when you start changing. Uh, did you receive any constructive criticism as you were going through this process? Yes, I did get some constructive criticism. And it, my, my appearance seemed a lot brighter. I would smile a bit more and people could feel my energy, my persona was different. Mm -hmm. oh, you look really happy. You look, what's going on for you? People ask me this question. Um, and the thing about it also is that when I got the book in the meantime. My children were young, but they didn't actually see me reading the book. So this was something strange for them. Mm -hmm. This book became like my right-hand person. Because as a child, I was an avid reader. So it rekindled the feeling when I used to read as a child. And so that's what brought some of my happiness back as well. Mm, I was lovely. doing something for myself. Yep, and it makes a huge difference. So where in your life did you fit in this time to do this for yourself? You mentioned that you took 10 minutes in the morning in front of the mirror. When did you find time to, to read the book? Because I know that's always a challenge for mothers. Well, any spare moment I had. So this would be, let's say when I'm cooking, something's on a fire boiling, I would take my book out and I would read. It would even be so bad as going to the bathroom, lock myself in there. <laughs> I was like a child, 10 minutes reading. <laughs> it was my time. I was very protective about my time. Before I went to bed, I would read again. So I made those pockets of time during the day. 
Yeah. And in I, order for I, me to read it for myself. I love hearing that because so many of us walk around and say, oh, well, when I find some time, I'm going to. And I've never, I don't know about you, but I've never personally found time. I've only ever made time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because we have these things, you know, we all get the same 24 hours. It's how we utilize that time. So when people say, I don't have enough time, they choose not to have that time. Because you have to start looking at things like, what is a priority in your life? Is this a priority for me? How will this, in, this uh, encompass my life? How would it make it better? So I knew that me reading this book would impact my life. So I had to make it a priority. There was no question about it. Even if that meant going to bed late or even getting up extra early, it's something I had to implement during my day. Beautiful. And so what, what did you leverage next now that you've started to, to uh, have the mirror conversations with yourself and you've read the book? What was your next step after you completed the book? And because as you, where I was at that time, yes, I lacked confidence, but I started to regain my confidence. But also I needed to have some still time because it was so noisy. My mind was so noisy. So many things was going on. And as part of the book, I remember reading that meditating is another good thing to still the mind, to quiet the mind, because you can have so many conversations that's going on. Absolutely. So how, how did that first round of meditation go? It was a little bit awkward because the mind is like, just moving so fast. It's like going on a motorway, cars just going so fast. And that's how the conversation was going in my head. But I remember reading about the fact that your mind does this. And you know what the best thing is to do is to tell your mind to be quiet, to shut up. Be still. <laughs> be still. <laughs> so I'm in charge of you. <laughs> So once I did this, it was like, okay, I'm going to be quiet. I'm going to listen. And it became quiet. And I was able to just think. And it was just so empowering being able to do that. And also to be in control of my breathing as well. Because breathing is another thing that we don't do very well. Mm -hmm. We believe breathe very shallowly. So I learned how to do deep breathing. So that was another thing that gave me energy as well because being so busy, you lack energy. So my wow. mind is quiet and I started to regain this energy. That's lovely. So back to this first round of meditating. Did so your also mind... what I found is that when I started to do this, sorry? Uh, back to this first round of meditating. The first time you told your mind to hush, um, did it hush for very long? No, it didn't hush for very long. But because I started again to make this a daily routine, five minutes, and then I added it so it was 15 to 20 minutes a day. Nice. When I started to do it, no, the mind wasn't quiet initially. But then as I kept on going on, because consistency makes a difference. It does. And I was consistent with this. It makes and after a while, sense. it just quieted down. Exactly. When I first sat down to meditate, I, I likened my mind in, at, 
to a trapped squirrel. If you've ever trapped a squirrel in a cage, <laughs> it just, it bounces off all the walls and the ceiling and back and forth and looking for a way out, right? This was my mind when I first sat down to meditate. <laughs> yeah, understandable. And after I tried it a few times, I was like, I need training wheels. So I went out and got like a guided meditation. <laughs> Yeah. Because mine was pretty incorrigible in the beginning. Yeah. And once you get to that point, you think, wow, this is so easy. Yeah. Once Why wasn't I doing this care. before? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. What have I been doing all this time? I oh, love that. Oh, so there tends to be kind of two, what I want to say, two buckets we can put people in when it comes to problems. There are people who turn around and squarely accept the responsibility for what's happening in their life. And then there are people who tend to kind of make excuses or say, well, if the world were different, if this person were different, then everything would be different. Um, which bucket do you fit in? And have you always fit in that bucket? <laughs> I went through a phase whereby I was blaming everybody about my situation where I was. It was my mum's fault, my dad's fault, my family's fault. It was my partner's fault. Everybody else's fault apart from my own. Mm -hmm. I didn't choose to be here. How could I choose to be here? Yeah, I would never choose this. <laughs> no, I would never choose that for myself. <laughs> <laughs> Except we kind of sort of do. We just don't always recognize it. <laughs> <laughs> we don't. But then eventually, as time went on, I realized that, hey, you invited yourself, the, these people into your life, while you are here today. Mm. And that's, that's a hard pill to swallow. Yes, it is. And many of us look at that sucker and go, mm, no, I'm not going to swallow it. So how, how did you begin to accept that responsibility and and come to terms with that. Well, as I said, I had to embrace where I was at that point and accept that, yes, I invited this person, so forth, into my life. And I've got to make a change because I only can change myself. I can't change anybody else. And this also meant that my environment had to change who I surrounded myself with. Hmm. That was so important. It is hugely important. So what did you think about when you were looking at the people in your life and who you wanted to have closer ties to and who perhaps you wanted to uh, shift out to the periphery of your world? What was kind of your, your list of things, values that you were looking at? But I was looking for people who were more successful in business because, as I said to you, I'm a person that comes from business background. So when I looked at my surroundings, I was surrounded by mothers who brought their children to school, who were wives and that sort of environment. And I realized that it was actually none of them that actually were business minded because they were too busy. They were just too taken up with family life. So I identified that I need to be around people who were in business, who have come to a point whereby they want to make a change. It's like-minded people had to be around. 
Yeah. So where did you find like-minded people? Well, first of all, I went to the library because I used to attend the library quite often and they would have groups there, meetups and various things are also researched online. And I found about meetup groups, not only in the library, but other groups, women groups, mm -hmm. which were close to where I was living. And I started to attend these. They were free. So I thought, okay, free, that's right up my street. <laughs> that's my price point right there, right? <laughs> I've got young children that need a lot of stuff, so free is. <laughs> <laughs> so I started with that, going to these free meetups. And, you know, it was really good to be around these kind of women. Yes, we all were on a journey of family life and so forth, but that wasn't sufficient for us. So once I went to these places, uh, once a month I used to go there, and then it increased to twice a month. It felt satisfying that, okay, I'm around people that know what I'm talking about, can understand mm -hmm. where I'm at and where I want to get to. Let's talk a little moment of practicality. Uh, how did you handle childcare so that you could free yourself up to go to the meetups? I, I'm the practical mystic for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> well, what was good, as I mentioned to you, the children went to school and the youngest one was at nursery. So I really did not have no time during school hours. So I made it my priority to attend these meetings while the children are at school. Nice. So there are solutions to many problems. And that was my solution at the time. Going during school hours, even when it was holiday time, mm -hmm. I would find some sort of holiday scheme for them to go to. So again, I was able to do this. The only person that was keeping behind was myself. Hello. With my excuses. Yes. So how long did it take you to kind of shift away from the excuses and into what I want to say, a full embodiment of responsibility? Well, I started to do this over six months to a year, I would say it took me to really embrace and start moving forward. Okay. And I know... That was quite a quick process. Yeah, I know from your bio that you started looking for a coach after about six months or so. How did that develop in your life? The desire for the coach, how did they arrive in your life? Again, it was because of my, the environment that I had put myself in amongst other women because when you went to the meetings, special guests were coming and they will tell you about the services that they provided and various things. So that's how I found my mentor Beautiful. through going to these groups. And how did you know that that one was the one for you? What, what was your sign in your, in your mind, in your body, in your spirit? What showed up for you when you found the right one? I believe it's my meditation and being intuitive as well because I started to embrace my gut feeling and that had played a part in making a decision as well, as well as them mentioning the service where they are, what this is where you will be once you've done six months mentoring with myself or so forth. So that is where I wanted to be. So it resonated with me 110%. Mm, nice. So what, 
what is the feeling that you get in your gut when it's the right one? And what's the feeling that you get when it's not? So how I describe it as, you know, at the stoplights, you've got red, amber, and green. Mm-hmm. When it's on red, this decision feels very heavy. I'm asking questions. It doesn't feel right, the vibration within. Mm-hmm. And when it goes amber, yes, it's okay. It doesn't feel too bad. It doesn't feel too heavy. But there's something, there's a sticking point there. It's not quite yet to go. When it's green, it feels so good. Oh, yes, no questions asked. The vibration is so good. Let's go. Feels good and light and exciting. (laughs) Absolutely. Love that. I love that. So let's see. What would you say are the largest contributors to your success right now? The larger contributors to my success right now is definitely my family's support Mm -hmm. because without that, I'm sure life would be a bit more difficult. Mm -hmm. Also, the people I've surrounded myself with who have achieved what I want to achieve, so it's something I've got to aspire to. Also, my coaches and mentors over the years that definitely has been a contributing factor and believing in myself my self-belief has grown so much I love that believing that I am capable of reaching aspiring my goals and it's so helpful to have people around you whose stories that you know uh, are inspiring like yeah I know that they didn't start looking all shiny and perfect (laughs) and they they have a journey they've got their bumps and their bruises and the places they went wrong and it gives me hope right absolutely because when you start to your failures you know you're doing something right there but you know it just needs polishing up yeah exactly I met a lady at a, a mastermind that I went to a week or so ago And uh, she's, I think she was five or six months pregnant when she arrived at this mastermind. Come to learn that she's got seven kids already. She's doing all this amazing work in business. The eighth baby is going to be along any day. And she's in the process of moving from Toronto to Florida. Everything she owns is in a moving truck while she's here at this mastermind. I'm like, this is a woman who makes no excuses at all. Absolutely. And it, it's absolutely inspiring to me. And so I have no excuses now not to get anything done because I do not have seven children and a husband <laughs> <laughs> who are tapping on my time on a regular basis. So, yeah, yes. it's, it's really amazing to get into a community that is inspiring. I agree. Absolutely. And I just believe that, you know, when I meet people and I've told them about my journey and where I am today, they are inspired by that. And also it's so great when you people come up to you and say how you've been impacting their lives. Mm-hmm. Impacting in so many ways because I was also along my journey, I was a radio host 
And it's been so fantastic. People, oh, you're not doing a radio anymore. And I said, I'm no longer doing a radio at the moment, but that is something I will be taking up again in the future. You're impacting my lives. Please keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. And that is so encouraging. I know a really good producer when you're ready. <laughs> Say that again? I know a really good producer when you decide you're ready. <laughs> Happy to hook you up there. <laughs> it's brilliant. It's brilliant. So tell me about how you bring joy into your life on a daily basis, because I know it's really easy to get caught up in like checking off the list and the being, not so much of the being, but the doing and having of our lives tends to take up a lot of it. The way I really feel on a daily basis is that I am so grateful. I'm so grateful for health, strength and well-being. This is our wealth. I cannot emphasize it enough because there was a point in my life where I was laid up in a hospital bed Mm. and just having your strength is so imperative. Yes, yes it is. Health is wealth. I'm so grateful to be up because each day, each day you're born again to do what matters for today. So it's like you have been given another time to do what you want. Yes, it's a privilege to wake up every morning. It's very true. So do you keep a gratitude journal or how do you keep this in the forefront of your mind as you move through your day? So what I do is that I've got my journal alongside and before I go to bed I write into it and when I wake up in the morning I also read over it over a period of time so I take that time to read what's been going on what I'm grateful for and keeping a journal as I said is one of the things that keeps me in the forefront of my mind oh that's beautiful I love it and that gives you a good reason to write in the journal so you can remind yourself every morning absolutely That's lovely. So what are the main things you're grateful for? What goes in your journal over and over and over again? I'm so grateful for this day, my family around me, my support. I'm so grateful that what I've learned today, because I believe that you learn something new every day. I'm so grateful for the new people I've met today, because you can learn so much. It may be just one person you've met today, and you've learned something very small, very, but it's significant. And my motto is that you're never too old to learn. Mm, Always be true. open to learning something new. Absolutely. So how do you respond to people who decide to come up and just randomly offer constructive criticism? I'm open to criticism mm. because... It's all about improving oneself. All what they say may not be correct, but I'm open to listening. Mm -hmm. And I may take something from there that they may have said or may not. It depends if it resonates with me. Ah, yes. 
So tell me how it feels in your gut when they're giving you something that's an opportunity to improve as opposed to a reflection of their own judgments, which is sometimes what you get. <laughs> how does it feel within? Yeah. Sometimes it feels like it's a go or it feels like it's a red. Now, I, it doesn't resonate with me. Beautiful. And I will say to myself that there's no one that knows me better than myself. Mm -hmm. Because we're taught to look outwardly for all our answers. But if we take our time and meditate and be calm, be with ourselves, we have all the answers that we need within. Yes, yes, we do. We have to just take that time. You might not get the answer right there and then. It may take time. You may not even like the answer that you receive. <laughs> That's yes. the other thing. <laughs> <laughs> I've had some of those. It's like, seriously, That's the, the answer? answer? Yes, is it that is. The answer? But that's not what I wanted to hear. Put on but my big girl panties. Put on my big girl panties. When you get those answers, but that's not what I wanted to hear. But it, what we'll do, if you do not listen, it will come back in another way. Mm. So you'll say, okay, I'm ready to hear. What have you got to say? Intuition. This is what I'm saying. So why didn't you tell me that ages ago you didn't want to listen? Yeah, it's not that it, the message wasn't there. It's that you pushed it to the side because you didn't it. like it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, I would love to get into um, what you're excited about now and sharing tools and tips, but we need to go for a really quick commercial break. So everybody sure. out there, you want to hold on through the break with us so that uh, you can get those amazing tips when we get back. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. There's a new force to be reckoned with in talk radio. It's not just talk radio. Hosted by LaTanya Jr. and co-host Tina Wynn and Tony Brown. Not Just Talk Radio is like a superhero. Inspiring, problem-solving, and informing. Packed with action-provoking conversations from news, movements, and social and politics issues. This program is about a wide range of voices and fresh points of view from experts, celebrities, and you, the listener. Not Just Talk Talk Radio is broadcast live Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Sustainable success is just around the corner. If you are an entrepreneur, business leader, or anybody looking for their next level of success, tune into Sustainable Success with host Chris Salem. Did you know that the path to success is a long path that started many years ago? The path you started on then determines what is happening now. Chris and his amazing guests in their field will help you navigate the path to sustainable success every Thursday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. 
Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksophia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self. Thank you for hanging in with us through the break. This is Sophia Renee Morales. I'm here talking to the unstoppable diva, Philippa Gittens. And Philippa, why don't you tell me a little bit about what your life is like right now? What projects are you excited about? What is going on in your world? Thank you, Sophia. I'm really excited about creating a group of unstoppable divas. So basically, this is a group for women who are at a particular stage in their life. And they're looking for tools and strategies to be around like-minded people. Because I know in business, it can be a very lonely world. And being surrounded by like-minded women, giving them strategies, tips to take their business to the next level is so imperative. Also, I'm in the midst of writing another book. So that's exciting to me as well. Oh, Each yes. book. So I'm going to add to my collection of books. I've only written one book, but it just takes the first step. Exactly. And just to keep on plugging, just keep putting pages out there. Eventually you get to the end of it, right? Absolutely. So the unstoppable divas, do you have to be an entrepreneur, self-employed sort of person to participate in that? Or is it for any woman who wants to just take their life by the horns? (laughs) I'm focusing on business women because they come to a point in their business that they stop because they don't ask for that deal. So many things. And even they have blockages. So we've got to then start to rekindle because my belief is that if you're not growing personally, you will not grow in your business. Mm Mm-hmm. So we have to come to a point of understanding that what's stopping you on a personal basis so that you cannot bring your business to the next level. Exactly. Identifying what the problem is there. The Once you start to identify that, then you can start to open up the doors to move forward in your business. Yeah, it makes a huge difference. I know for myself, every time I'm, reaching for a new level, implementing new things, expanding into a new area of growth. There's all this crap that pops to the surface. It's like, I thought I dealt with you and here you are again. (laughs) (laughs) And there's so many women like that out there. So they they haven't identified that, that it's their personal growth that's actually stopping them. They feel that they can't get the deal for this reason or that reason, or they can't get the finance for this reason or that reason. And it's just really a lot of it to do with their personal growth. Yeah, exactly. So I, I started a writing challenge last week, I guess it was. And uh, it's a challenge for me because I'm not one of these people who wants to naturally spontaneously write. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. <laughs> so it, it's been a, a large uh, 
leap of growth for me to write as much as I have over this past week. So if you're on my email list, you, you've gotten the inside on all of this because <laughs> I'm just letting it all hang out. <laughs> <laughs> you've got to start somewhere you know you, you really have to start somewhere and writing things down is actually a really good way of um, starting to release things what's inside of you exactly so what kind of tools or tips do you have for our listeners out there who are thinking all right it's just time for me to bust through this next glass ceiling what would you tell them Okay, so I will give four tips. My first tip will be to seek positive friends, people your surrounding is so imperative. Seek people who you aspire to, who are already where you want to be, because again, that will make such a difference in your life. I like that one. What's tip two? Number two is challenge your thoughts. What do you think about yourself? What, what do you think about where you're going, are you able to achieve it? Because you can have self-sabotaging talks that talks you out of going for something. Yes, precisely. Stop doing that to yourself. Stop doing that to yourself. <laughs> I, uh, I was responding to one of these posts. We've, we've got a little group where we've got this writing challenge going on. And I, I said something to the effect of, I, I asked for some feedback from my people, so I'm not a pest. And somebody came back and said, is that the story that you're telling yourself, that you're a pest to the people who want to hear from you? I'm like, yeah, I guess I have to own that. <laughs> 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 uh, so how about number three? What's uh, tool number three? It can be consume positive media. Because people tend to watch programs on the television, on the internet, and what you consume can have an effect on you as well. So, you know, you could be looking at the news and sometimes, well, majority of the times it's quite negative. So you're absorbing all this negativity in and it has an effect on you how you think, how you go about your persona. Once you listen to the news, you think, oh my God, what was that all about? <laughs> yeah. And do so I drained. really want to go out in the world today? <laughs> do I really want to go out there? <laughs> <laughs> so what you read as well can have an emphasis on how you feel as well. So read things that makes you feel uplifted instead of feeling down in the dumps more. Absolutely. And so what is your fourth and final tip? Adapting a healthy lifestyle. What you consume can have an effect on your body, how it functions, if it functions at optimal levels or if it doesn't. If we consume too many sweet things, it has a negative feeling on the body. Mm -hmm. But if we just consume things, more fruits, take more exercises. And I don't mean that you have to go to the gym and do a workout. It can be simply just walking. Take the stairs instead of the lift. Exactly. Park at the back of the parking lot. <laughs> Absolutely. Walk just across. simple things. Exactly. Yeah. Enjoy nature. Go to your local park. Walk around your local park. You know, just be around nature. Exactly. And none of so that costs you anything to do. 
there's no membership for walking in a park. No, there is none. None at all needed. (laughs) (laughs) It's so simple, so simple. And it's just having having the simple things in life. You've got to go back to because it's so complicated. So many things are going on. And the simple things are so imperative for our well-being. They, they really are. And I know for myself, part of the reason I'm in this challenge is because I have this tendency not to keep promises to myself. But if I promise it to somebody else, then I will keep that promise. And so for many years, I used to beat up on myself and do everything I could to force myself to keep promises to myself. And then I said, what am I doing? I'm just going to accept that this is how I'm built. And so if I want to change something for myself, I need to change it for somebody else as well. Kind of an altruistic selfishness, if you will. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so like the writing challenge was something that I was up for because I've made a commitment to my people. I've made a commitment to the group that I'm in that I'm going to do this. And so this motivates me more than if I just sat down and said, okay, really, in October, I'm just going to write more emails. That that would never get it done for me. So I think it is important to kind of accept the way that you're wired. And so for walking, <laughs> it's part of the reason I have a dog. <laughs> okay. Yeah, absolutely. Because I can make that commitment to her. And a lot of times I can also drag my husband along. And so we get husband-wife bonding time, I get exercise and I get to enjoy the dog all at the same time. Yeah. And and I think that's imperative. And that, you know, I myself personally for my goals is that I have to up my fitness because as you mentioned that, you know, you, you met a lady in the mastermind group and she had seven children. I have seven children as well. So I've got seven minds I have to deal with. Yes. You know, and plus my own mind, so that's eight. So <laughs> you've got to be mentally and physically strong because it has so many challenges that comes your way. So Absolutely. how will I deal with this? Absolutely. You know, so it's, you know, it's imperative, as I said, to keep your body strong and keep your mind strong. Absolutely. Because it has so many challenges, so many negative things that comes your way. And if you're gullible enough, my God, you will take it on. Oh, Oh my goodness, it's so easy to take on somebody else's stuff. And then you get frustrated because you can't actually process their stuff. You can only process your own stuff. I see this with empaths all the time. And I'm I'm so emotionally exhausted all the time. It's because you've been taking on other people's stuff. And there are things you can do about that um, Mm. so that you don't drag that stuff around because you can't process somebody else's emotional garbage, unfortunately. And I think basically what you need to do, you need to get good with saying no to someone. No. Yes. No is a complete sentence, right? No. No. (laughs) There's no explanation required after that. Just Absolutely no. no. So once you start to get with that no, familiarized with that no and feeling good and say, no, it's okay. No, I can't do this. You feel liberated. Mm -hmm. It's a huge... Huge liberation to be able to set those kind of boundaries. So we're getting down to the end of our time here together. 
if someone is sitting out there going, oh, oh, I want to be an unstoppable diva. (laughs) 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 Or, oh, oh, I could use someone who could help be a mirror and hold some space for me around leveraging my life. How, How could they reach out to you or get in contact to do one of those things? Well, they can get in hold of me via the social medias, Facebook, I'm on LinkedIn, also I'm on Instagram, or you can go via my website, www.philippagittins.com, and send a message via that. Okay, and Philippa and all, is and spelled P-H-I-L-P-P-A, Gittins is P-H-I-L-I-P-P-A, that's correct. Yep, and Gittins is G-I-T-T-E-N-S. And I am also on Facebook at Zofia Renea, Z-O-F-I-A-R-E-N-N-E-A. And I can always get a hold of my former guests. <laughs> so yeah. you can reach out to me as well if you have trouble finding her. So that, I think, takes us to the bottom of our show. Thank you so much for being with us this week. It's been amazing being on your show, Sophia. Really fantastic time we've had talking. And I like to think that there's something that may have resonated with your listeners, even just one small thing. And the biggest thing you need to do is I would leave with this message is that in order to change your mindset, you need to accept where you are and then you begin to take control of your life. Absolutely. Thank you so much for being with us today, Philippa. And we will uh, keep you in the loop for anyone that le- that reaches out. Thank you to everyone in listener land for being with us as well. And until next week, go out and live soul first. Thank you for being a part of our program this week. Sovereign Self can be heard live every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time and 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Please join host Sophia Renea Morales again next week, right here 